0: Good morning, it's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock-and-roll radio station. And this week, we're going to speak with the CEO of Tucson's Industrial Development Authority, Dre Thompson. She's been on the show before, but this is a new role for her. We're going to talk about the community impact of the IDA, and we're going to hear about a new home loan program supporting essential workers. Today is May 22nd, 2022. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A-Mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org. Also available on your iPhone or Android by downloading the Downtown Radio Tucson app. If you want to reach us on the show, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. We're also available on Facebook, Instagram, podcasts, wherever you find that podcast, your favorite one out there. Uh, Our past episodes are on lifealongthestreetcar.org. And uh, you can always check that out for information on our newly released book. Well, we are wrapping up May, which means June and July and August. The hot months are right around the corner. And one thing we know during those hot months, we like to do things at night. And the Mercado District, uh, over just west of the freeway, the western end of the streetcar, by the way, uh, is starting their summer night markets. Uh, That's going to begin this coming Friday, the 27th. And they'll do it monthly through September. So June, July, August, and September, you can head over to uh, the MSA Annex uh, area. They've got uh, local vendors, probably like 50 or 60 of them show up, as well as their MSA. uh, The Annex shops are open with extended hours and a chance to shop a little bit in the evening hours under the sun, probably have some music there and some good food as well. If you want more information, uh, you can head over to their website. It's District.com. Well, we've talked on this show many times about the housing shortage in Tucson, the affordability issues, and we're looking at at solutions in the urban core that maybe can uh, resonate throughout our community. One uh, organization, the Industrial Development Authority, the IDA from Tucson, offers down payment assistance programs for home purchases. They do many other things, and we're going to talk to their CEO, uh, Dre Thompson, in just a moment. But the the, feed, the the focus of our interview today is not just their impact, but looking how they're expanding that down payment assistance program with specific um, benefits for essential workers. they got a program coming out in June. So, Dre is fairly new in this role and taking a, a charge like she always does, and we sat down with her to, to find out more about the IDA of this program. Well, once again, we are joined by Dre Thompson. This time, um, we are talking about a, a new venture that she is on with the Tucson Industrial Development Authority. We call it the IDA. But Dre, you are no uh, stranger to the show. You've been on here with lots of important topics, but can you tell us about your, your current role?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me back on here. It is always a joy to speak to you. Um, you are such an important part of our community, so I love I love to chat with you about new things that are going on. So, uh, yeah, last time we spoke, I was at Startup Tucson, um, and then in January, I switched over to the Tucson Industrial Development Authority. And if you haven't heard of it before, that's okay because I hadn't either prior to to joining really. Um, and and that is kind of Part of the problem. That's why I wanted to get involved because the Tucson IDA is a really important economic development engine for the city of Tucson. Um, and it, you know, we've done a ton of work in the community in the past, but really uh, there's a lot more that we can be doing. We are a quasi governmental nonprofit um, finance authority. We have a lot of opportunities to assist with affordable housing, access to capital. Um, and And really, just help Tucson tackle a lot of the economic development challenges we have, so i 'm super excited to come on board and and really try to elevate the work that we do at the IDA um, and also to to really get more engaged in some of the the big challenges that Tucson is facing right now
0: and we talk about these. Um, quasi private, quasi government organizations and, and, you know, economic development. And the first thing that leaps to, to my mind is, is, you know, like with RIA Nuevo and, and that seems to be kind of the same thing, right? They're, they're not really a government entity, but they're, they're kind of, they kind of are, and they have this economic vision. Are, are you, are you structured similarly to like RIA Nuevo?
1: Um, Not exactly the same as Rio Nuevo um, in so much as the funds that the Tucson IDA raises are all self-generated funds. So um, we have a slightly different charter than Rio Nuevo. We also work, you know, a lot of our work work, is not not location boxed. Obviously, benefiting city of Tucson is our big primary goal. Um, But uh, so we don't have, so we're not structured exactly the same way, but In some ways, I think you could say it's similar in so much as we are working hand in glove with the city of Tucson um, to to help implement some of their strategic economic and community goals.
0: Okay, And and you said your 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 funds are self-generated. So how do you how do you generate those that money?
1: Uh, yeah, we have a number of different revenue sources. So, you know, we have some property holdings. Uh, we, have, we also do small business lending as one of our, you know, sources of opportunity for access to capital, but also revenue generation. Um, we, we have a number of different types of programs that, that help build capital for our fund. Um, and then all of our funds are reinvested into more projects.
0: Okay, So uh, you have to make good decisions then if you want to be sustainable over the long term. You can't just be uh, doling out cash. You've got to have sound business plans uh, behind all this.
1: Yeah, it's uh, in some, you know, we we are in some ways like a bank, um, except our stakeholders and shareholders are the city of Tucson and the residents here, you know, with that is really uh, who we're accountable to. And so, you know, we do we do have to make sound business decisions, but we also have flexibility to to really be mission based in the programs that we that we bring.
0: And it's it's pretty broad based too. I think that's sometimes where the confusion comes in because you can't put a, a specific label on on what you do. I you know just in preparation for the interview, I went to your website, and the first thing that jumps out at me is you've got uh, uh, you know these testimonials, and, and you have. Um, you know, like Pue- Pueblo Vita, one of our downtown brewers, is talking about how you help them expand and grow their business. And then right next to that is a uh, uh, an assisted living facility that, that's discussing how they they couldn't get renovations to to make this work without your help. Uh, so I mean, you, you you're kind of across the spectrum. It's not a. It's kind of hard to say the one thing that you do. It, it seems like there's a lot.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. I, what we. A lot of the ways that IDA serve is sort of uh, filling gaps that exist in traditional financing um, systems. So so wherever we see that there is a gap or that there is a need for someone to come in as a partner, you know, for example, if you're an early stage restaurant owner, you um, you know, it it can be challenging to get a traditional loan. So we can come in and reduce the risk. So that's how we partner with traditional banks as well. We're not replacing them, but we can say, hey, we'll come in as a partner and we'll help a deal that maybe wouldn't have otherwise been approved, get approved because we're helping to reduce some of the risk in that transaction. So whether you're a restaurant or you're trying to expand a manufacturing facility here in Tucson, or if you're, you know, a a housing... trying to build some housing, that we can come in and really partner with uh, different stakeholders from the, from the banks to the entrepreneurs to the small businesses to help, you know, really make deals come through so that, you know, we're not having great projects sort of die on the vine because someone wasn't able to get that access to capital.
0: Okay, so hearing all of this now, and, and I have to admit, I'm, I'm, I was somewhat naive about, I thought I understood the idea, I didn't realize how complex it was, but now h- hearing you talk, I'm like, okay, your transition from startup Tucson t- to the IDA uh, role makes, makes perfect sense to me now, because you, it's just sort of an expansion of that, that sort of same, uh, that same uh, concept, but you're doing it in a, in a slightly different way.
1: That's right. That's what really, um, really fueled this curiosity. Um, if you are working in entrepreneurship, you just see so many times that time and again, the access to capital is a barrier. Uh, you have great companies and, um, you know, for whatever reason, just aren't a great fit for traditional methods of access to capital. So what I love about the idea is that you can do very experimental, cool types of uh, lending and participation. Bringing new financial tools is, is one of the things that I'm really excited about bringing to Tucson. There's a lot of new, um, financial programs and access to capital that we can that we can help facilitate as an IDA that you wouldn't really be able to do as a traditional bank, not as a venture capitalist, but we can really do it from from serving um, from our from our mission and our vision.
0: Yeah, that, that I mean, your your background for those that are, have listened to the show. I mean, obviously you've been on many times, but it's always when I'm talking to you, it's always pulling something together. There's there's different entities that need to to cooperate to make something happen, and you always seem to be in the middle of of pulling those people together. So <laughs> this, this it, is,
1: it really is great, and and that is what an ID, IDA is supposed to be that neutral territory between multiple partners and like really getting it done. And if you know you know Tucson, sometimes it feels like we sort of hit. We hit a wall and things just don't quite happen and, and things aren't quite as timely. And so my hope in really uh, making an IDA a very active partner that we, that we can really you know, move the needle on some of these big problems, big
0: challenges that we're working on. And we'll be back to find out more about some of these big challenges that Dre Thompson speaks about and specifically a program that she is spearheading for uh, housing support of our essential workers. My name is Tom Heath and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar and Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org.
2: This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to LifeAlongTheStreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number one eight. 2420 Nova and MLS number 3087 BK number 0902429 equal housing opportunity
0: We are back to finish up our interview with Dre Thompson. She's been on the show many times, always in some role where, where she is helping to create something new in our community, helping to pull organizations together and, and do something special. And now she's in charge of Tucson's Industrial Development Authority. And one of her first acts as the, uh, the leader of this organization is to put together a program to support essential workers
1: kind of my first program that I started was uh, what we are going to talk about today now, which was the Essential Workers Housing Fund. Um, if you're paying attention at all and not living under a rock right now, you know uh, how challenging the housing market is and um, uh, this specific issue of essential workers, I think, has broad ramifications for our economy over whole our workforce, and so I really wanted to create a targeted program that can help specifically this important uh, group of of workers in our in our community
0: well i, I you know my my side gig when i 'm not doing this radio thing is uh, the mortgage business, and we see time and time again the challenges of anyone really in this market, it, it's it's more challenging than it's been in the in the past. But when yeah. you get into first time home buyers and then you get into individuals that are, you know, as you say, essential workers, sometimes they're you know, the income they, they have from those jobs is not reflective of how important they are in our community. And it's, it's even more challenging for them to get into housing. So I, I certainly get this, you know, this very specific targeting of, uh, of, a, of an audience to a specific challenge, but let's talk more about this. So in general, we, we know we have housing issues in Tucson. We have affordability issues. Um, there are some programs in place to, to help, um, but, but this is a sort of a brand new concept I think, or, and, and it's, uh, it's again, this is something that's going to be in partnership potentially with other opportunities, correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. So How this all came about was I was listening to uh, Zach Yanser's show. I got to give him credit for this. And he was talking about um, some stories that were coming out of Phoenix where nurses, firefighters, police officers were being completely boxed out of the housing market. Um, And, you know, this that's also there's one of it. Part of it is uh, this is this is horrible. These folks are putting their, you know, sometimes life on the line. Uh, They are so essential. We we know that, you know, teachers uh you know retail workers grocery shop all the people that really keep our community going um you know so we we you know we don't want to have them boxed out but essential but if you are unable to get a home in the community where you work uh you're starting to see and this is already happening you know really ch- significant challenges attracting and retaining essential workers in our workforce um, in our hospitals, uh, in our police force, in our you know fire stations, um, and that that's that makes puts all of us at risk. Uh, so so I really believe, and you know even downtown, as you're having all these restaurants going up, we the the folks that are working in the restaurants should be able to afford you know living nearby and having the opportunity to participate in, uh, the benefits of, of the community. So, uh, there's kind of multiple reasons why essential workers are, are an important group to target, um, for, for economic development support. So, so basically how it works is we have an existing down payment assistance program, uh, Pima Tucson home buyer solution, uh, which, which, you know, an average, the average person gets about $14,000 of down payment assistance, down payment assistance, uh, about 40% of people that don't owe homes that want them say down payment is the hardest part. Um, and closing costs is kind of tackled into that too. This is all out of, you know, out of pocket cash you have to have on hand, um, So so we have this existing program, Tucson Home Buyer Solution. We, what we've done is we've partnered with a number of community partners to add additional funding on top of that funding. Um, the Tucson realtors charitable foundation was our, is our, is our title sponsor. The city of Tucson came in FHR cares, the family housing resources, CIC, my partners at Pima IDA. So all of us created this additional fund where if you're an essential worker, you get an additional 2,500, um, to, to help cover some of those closing costs. So, so the idea is, is, you know, if you're in the market for a home and you are eligible for a home, but you need that a little extra help and assistance, we sort of rallied the community around, around these folks to help uh, kind of push it over the edge and make the housing process more affordable.
0: Well, and it's, and it's an interesting, yeah, So it's, it's 2,500 is, is what is available to uh, through this particular piece of the program.
1: That's right, correct
0: okay. and, and and again, this is something that I do fairly regularly and when you start to look at some of the down payment assistance programs uh, and and they're they're structured a little bit differently, but just to maybe simplify it a little bit on some of the programs when you look at the amount of down payment required for the loan and the closing costs and then the assistance that you can get from the uh, um, the the down payment assistance piece of it, a lot of times we're about two to $3,000 short of where mm-hmm. we need to be. So having $2,500 really bridges that gap and puts it in a situation where an essential worker really could have no money out of pocket to get into one of these houses. So that's a, I, I don't think you came upon that number by accident.
1: Yeah, we worked really closely with the uh, Tucson Realtors Association to understand, you know, what would really be helpful? What's the right amount um, to, to just help exactly what you said, bridge that gap? Um, you know, obviously, we'd love to offer more. Uh, so, if there's more partners that are listening that want to can help contribute to the fund, uh, we would love to grow the fund and, and maybe we can even increase that. But uh, still, with this programming, I mean, we'll be helping 200 240 families um, that are in this category to to secure homeownership. And like you say, you know, by itself, 2,500. Okay, maybe that doesn't feel like a make or break. But when you start adding additional assistance um, and all the different things that you can sort of bundle with this, it really starts to make a sizable impact.
0: And the down payment assistance that you mentioned, the home buyer solution, that's not something that that's a grant that doesn't have to be repaid as long as the home buyer agrees to certain um, stipulations like living in the home for three years and, and that type of thing. Is this twenty five hundred similar? Like you it's not, not something that has to be repaid?
1: That's exactly right. Um, uh, so, you know, if you do stay in your home for three years and you're making your mortgage payments on time after three years, uh, the all of the assistance the essential workers and your regular down payment assistance gets, uh, kind of converted or acts as a grant and you do not have to pay this funding back. Um, so, so that is a great element of it. If you, you know, want to cash out and sell your house before then, uh, then it is, you know, whatever is left remaining, it amortizes monthly. So whatever's left remaining, then you would pay that back. But most people, the average people that buy a home, they stay in their home three, five years, uh, before they're even thinking about moving anyway. So we felt like that number, uh, does make sense for people that are, you know, not necessarily looking to flip, but really to stay and and build roots in the community.
0: Yeah, and and, and again, this is not a mortgage show, so I don't want to get too deep into the weeds. But because it's my background, I just want to make sure we're clear on on a few things. One is there's a lot of different conditions that apply. So talk with your real estate agent, talk with your lender, make sure you understand all of the details of that. And this is for. um, is it for first-time home buyers, or is it for just for people that are buying a primary residence that are essential workers?
1: That's right. That's a very good point. You know, there are, of course, you know, buying a house is a very technical process. So you're going to have a trained, um, loan officer. There's over 500 loan officers that are trained in Pima Tucson homebuyer solution in, in Pima County, Arizona, so, Tucson. So, um, so they're going to really walk you through all the steps, but yeah, that is good news. It is not for first-time homebuyers. buyers. Um, it is for, it is for primary residents. Um, and if you are making under 122,000, you are eligible. So it's pretty expansive in terms of, uh, you know, all the different careers that could apply.
0: Well, this is, I think this is very welcome news at a time where, uh, you know, housing is tight. And, and you know, as we start to think creatively about this, you know, the, you know, you, even if you have all of the money yourself using some of these programs can help you be more competitive in the market, or you can save a little bit of your money for home repairs or, or things that might come down the line. So it's not just for those that don't have the money, it's for, I think it's for people that it makes a good fit for their home buying decision.
1: That's right. And we want, we want our local community members to be more competitive in the home buying process. Um, I know people are really concerned about, you know, batch investment purchases of single family homes. Um, so anything that we can do to make sure that our local residents are having, uh, you know, a very competitive chance at getting the homes to live in as their primary residence. We know that homeownership, and I don't have to tell you this, is such a critical and important path to wealth, generational wealth development, for families. Um, You know, 90% of the the folks that do participate in in the program are first time home buyers, but it's not just eligible for that. Um, And 55% are Latino identifying families. Um, And so this this program we felt was a perfect fit for for vehicle for including the essential workers housing
0: fund. And what's the launch date for for the program? We're airing this. It's May twenty second. Is it is it out or is it is it coming out?
1: Yeah. So right now we are actively getting lenders on board. So if you are a loan officer and you want to participate, definitely reach out to me so that you can offer this to your clients. Um, so we're, we're getting everybody geared up to be able to offer it. We are looking at a June 1st start date. Um, but if not June 1st, very shortly after we have the you know, capital ready to go. It's just a matter of making sure that we have everybody trained so that the process is seamless and that there are no hiccups in the delivery process.
0: Well, we have Dre Thompson, chief executive officer. Congratulations on that, by the way, of the Tucson Industrial Development Authority. Their job is to bridge gaps and make things happen. And the first program she launches is to help bridge the gap for homeownership with essential workers. Very, very thoughtful and exciting program. And I, I appreciate that That uh, this is your sort of first Uh, Endeavor on your uh, on on your new leadership role.
1: Yes, thank you. Many more programs to come, so I hope to be on here many more times, telling you about exciting things happening uh, at the Pima, at the Tucson IDA. And so I'm so grateful for you allowing me some time to chat with you about it.
0: Well, you always have a spot. You let me know if, uh, unless you're too busy with Zach Yenser's show. I mean, I don't want to, you know, take time away from him, but. uh... You're all, always welcome. Zach's good people. I mean, I, I, I listen to his shows as well. So, Dre, thanks so much for your time.
1: All right. Take care. Well, bye
0: bye. Bye That was Dre Thompson, CEO of Tucson's Industrial Development Authority, the IDA. Uh, she's been on the show many times. You can uh, just Google her on our, or, or do a search for her on our website, lifelongstreetcar.org, to find out some of the other things she's been instrumental in creating here in Tucson. And while you're there, you can also uh, look up Mr. Zach Yenser. He's been on our show a few times. And always brings great insight to the program. Well, my name is Tom Heath and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar and Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org.
2: This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number eight. 18- 2420, NOVA, NMLS number 3087, BK number 0902429, Equal Housing Opportunity. And while you're getting
0: your swag on, check out all the cool programs we've got here on Downtown Radio. Coming up next, we've got Words and Work with Ted Prozelski. That man knows what he's talking about, and he interviews writers and uh, others from uh, uh, the labor movement. He is a uh, very knowledgeable and well-versed in his topic. And then at the top of the hour, Ty Logan and Heavy Mental. Of course, we've got fabulous music all week long, so check it all out on downtownradio.org. And... Uh, Yeah, you're going to enjoy it. Thank you again to Dre Thompson, CEO of the Industrial uh, Development Authority here in Tucson. Always doing good things in our community. And I think she has found a place where all of these talents are coming together, and she's going to have even a larger impact in, uh, in, in Tucson. Next week, we have uh, a kind of a statewide feature here with a woman named Carrie Kelly. She's in charge of the Arizona Association of Economic Development. They recently had a conference here in Tucson, and we're going to talk with her about their role overall and kind of what she felt about Tucson's economic development. And uh, we're going to leave you with music today by a gentleman named Patrick Ames in honor of Dre Thompson's new program. This is a song called Essential Workers. Uh, My name is Tom Heath. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more life along the streetcar.